0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd talk about how to keep your teen close while slowly letting go. Let's listen in.
1: You know, I think what happens, Wayne, is when uh, kids get into their teen years, mom and dad want to train them up and and do things a little bit different. But you got to give them the opportunity to do that. But the tendency is, well, if I give them the opportunity, I'm going to lose the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I go, no, 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 no. The relationship's going to flourish because you're giving your child control of their life. And so that's what you want to let that rope out, give them some room to wiggle, if you will, rather I than see. thinking I've always got to be lassoing them and pulling them closer. You don't have to. What you, you don't want to be the one that has to pull them closer. You want them to move closer to you uh-huh. because now they can make decisions for their life.
2: Keeping your teens close while letting the rope out. That's I'm, right. I've got it now. Okay.
1: Let, let, let's divide this up into two. You know, I mean, keeping them close relationally. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the key that that we tell parents all the time is that 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 when you let the rope out, it doesn't mean you're losing your child, what it means is you are allowing your child to blossom and move to the next stage of life. Yeah. Sometimes parents want to keep kids in that relational arena where they're giving them t-shirts to say, world's greatest mom, world's greatest dad. <laughs> and they think, well, that'll just carry. We'll just keep doing the same thing over and over and we'll get the same result. No, you won't. You, you've got to get a different result because the needs of your child are somewhat different. And so if you don't keep them close to you relationally, you will lose them as you let the rope out. So you've got to do both. It can't be just one.
2: So how do we go about doing this?
1: Well, the first thing you do is you make yourself available. You know, give them your time, your attention, your presence. People are going to hate this. Quit serving on every other board during your child's adolescent years. <laughs> Stop, Dad. Quit playing golf and being gone. Mom, quit planting all your flowers. They, you can you can grow them next year and the next year. You're going to have plenty nah, of time. you meddling, Mark. I know, I know, but you're going to have plenty of time. Your hobbies, okay? Give up on your hobbies and 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 help your child develop their hobbies because when they leave, you're going to have a ton of time on your hand. And you can do whatever you want, but your kids need you now. And if people have listened to us on the radio for the last 15 years, I hope they hear more than anything else that your child needs your time to engage with you so that they can learn from you and figure this world out and figure out how to transition into the craziness that they sometimes feel.
2: And kids are going to disappoint or hurt us, and we need to stay consistent in our love for them.
1: Well, yes, they're going to hurt you because relationships do that. I mean, the, the longer you're with people the more you know about them. And and what happens is you begin to see their imperfections. And when you see their imperfections, then you go, well, I don't know what I like them as much. Okay, I've transitioned. I like imperfect people. I no longer like perfect people. I just don't like being around perfect
2: people. They drive that me- explains our friendship. That's <laughs> a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're perfect. But
1: but I mean it's 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 saying that I can I can have a relationship with you even though we're in conflict, even though you say things that hurt me, even though you don't agree with with what I believe all the time, even though you're not following everything I want you to, I can still love you deeply. And so it means offering grace when it's hard, when it's really hard, when a child has offended you that you want to walk the other way. That's the time that that God has an amazing way of empowering you to move toward your child yeah. during that time that they need you the most.
2: And in a sincere way. If we're insincere about it, they see right through that.
1: You know, I've said this in a ton of programs. You Kids can can smell a gimmick a mile away, <laughs> and they know about genuineness and authenticity because that's what they're searching for and long for. And so in that, show an interest in your child. And if you're just doing it because that's what a good parent's supposed to do, they're going to smell it and yep. walk away from it. Yep. If they if they feel like you're engaged with them because you love them dearly and want to spend time, then the response is going to be somewhat different.
2: Well, Mark, you've given us some do's. How about some don'ts?
1: Yeah, Don't shame your child for messing up. You know, it, it, it's, it's kind of like this, and especially with your sons. I mean, it's men don't like to be told they're wrong. Am I right? (laughs) Of course I'm right. (laughs) Okay, all right, you're right. I'm joking a little bit. But it's amazing to me that when a mom corrects a son... A son might might interpret that as shame mm. that they've done something wrong because every son wants to look good in his mother's eyes, mm-hmm. and it's the same way with a dad and a daughter. And so, don't shame your child for for messing up or not meeting your standards. You can have a discussion with them, but don't use the words that make them feel they are less than who they are, or they have intentionally chosen to be less than what you want them to be. No kid really does that.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so, so that becomes really important. The second thing is don't use your love as a consequence and withhold it as discipline.
2: Never do that.
1: Well, and that's that's saying, I love you when you do well, but you know, when you don't do so well, Mm -hmm. I really don't love you anymore. A child loves being loved when they're doing well. They long to embrace love when they're not doing well. And that's the time that you really connect. That's how I connect with kids. These kids are a mess. They're at the worst possible spot they've been in their life and so, if I can go in and love them at a time that it's it's horrible for them, one day we'll get to celebrate the goodness. And uh, and so that's what I long
2: for. And when this is working right, I mean, there's nothing like a close relationship.
1: Well, and you want that relationship. And and a relationship looks different through the years. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that that kids that I knew when they're seventeen are now almost sixty years old, and our relationship looks different. It's become it's become deep just because but we've we've learned that it's okay for people to transition in life, mm-hmm. that you that you look a little bit, you are different. And a key thing is just don't move away when they need you to move closer.
0: Dads, you love your teens and you're doing everything to show them, but sometimes it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of a devotional for dads at parentingteenresources.org either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids.
2: So let's go over the basics of what it takes to have a good close relationship yeah, yeah, with our yeah. team.
1: Yeah, you know the one thing is time. And I always have to be reminded of that because I get busy. Everybody we gets busy. Do, sure. Well, I thought as you got older you'd get less busy. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't work. As that kids way. leave home, you get less busy. Is if you have grandkids and you get to control that you know what? No. It's gotten busier. And so because it's gotten busier, then everybody's chomping to, to get your time and you've got to learn to say no and you know, to a lot of extra things and say yes to your child because they need you desperately.
2: Let me guess the next one. It has to do with listening.
1: It does, because when we spend time together, I'm there to hear their heart. They're not you know, I don't tell my stories to them. Most people think that, that you're on the radio, you're right and all that, that Mark must be this extroverted, loud guy. I'm not that guy. I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty quiet guy. Mm. And because of that, I can engage and sit and listen to somebody else. I do not have a need to tell my story. I don't. And, and if somebody asks, I'll tell them. But I don't, I don't spend time telling about me.
2: Right. But when the I, moment calls for it, you do share.
1: Well, yeah, if they do, if they want that. But I spend my time trying to find out about them more than anything else. And so it's listening ears, giving attention to their concerns and what's on their mind not necessarily what's always on mind.
2: And there has to be grace and forgiveness in any good relationship.
1: If there's not the relationship just won't last. If you're going deeper, you're going to see things in each other that that you've got to you've got to forgive one another for the way you hurt just because that's the way relationships are. And and you've got to to move and and, and express grace and things when they've even int- intentionally hurt you, it's important relationally. And then what it is, you just build up a sense of endurance mm-hmm. that our relationship is going to make it. So when you have conflict, which is a precursor to change, it doesn't ruin everything with you and your child.
2: We're talking about keeping your teens close while at the same time letting the rope out. Mark, we need to let the rope out responsibly. Yeah, yeah.
1: You just don't throw the rope at him and say, here, go figure it out on your own. I think it's just a little bit at a time. And I think when we do that at age 12, you know, and then we start letting the rope out a little bit socially, emotionally, where we're not controlling everything, just giving them more responsibilities, more chores, more opportunities, you know, more decision-making chances to do different things. I think when we do that a little bit at a time, then over a period of time, we've got them free by age 18. Most people go, okay, they're 16, they're rebelling a little bit, I've held the rope a little bit too close, I don't know what to do now. And, and at that point, you just say, I'm going to give them A little bit more and expect more. To him who much is given, much is required. And so you sit down and have that explanation at age 16 where you just say, look, look, I've been too controlling. I've been way too controlling of you. I want you to take control of your life. Because if if you don't give them control, they're going to go do bad things. They're going to find
2: things to control.
1: That's right. And it's going to be the bad things because you're controlling all the good things. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I hear from kids all the time is that they're doing bad things just to prove something to their parents. And they're saying, I can do this, let me do it. And so you've gotta give it to them with the understanding that I want something in return. That's how you increase their freedom as they get older. You give them more responsibility. You let them have control over decisions. What I'm doing is building up the opportunity for them to exercise all these things so they can handle the tough stuff when they get older. You don't give your teen total control and freedom all at once. No, it's too much. It's going to overwhelm. And you don't keep control because you're thinking— your teen is too immature. If, if you wait till your child is mature enough to take over and be responsible, then they'll never get it. That's, that's what you're doing to train them to be responsible, and the byproduct is maturity.
2: And how much better to let the rope out gradually as time goes by instead of having to the teen come and just <laughs> fight for control? Why
1: well, mm-hmm. you most rebellion is that. Most rebellion is a child fighting for something they want that we're holding on to. And let me say this. I think Christian parents are too strict. I just think they're too strict because we we fear the world rather than learning that we can train our kids to be warriors to stand up next to it. And so we get this idea that we just got to protect, 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 and, and we're not preparing them for that next stage of life. Our kids can be as tender as a as a mother caring for a child, but they can be a mighty warrior as well, engaged in a world that is contrary to what, how they've been raised, and they can still be a success. So, so it's engaging and letting that out a little bit of a, at a time, with the intent of creating a warrior in them that they can stand up to the perils of this culture.
2: Yeah. Well, the teen years go by so quickly. Every few months, we ought to be asking ourselves, what have we done recently to let the rope out just a little bit more?
1: That's right. I mean, I think that happens at every birthday. It happens at a new year. It happens on Independence Day. You say, I want you to become more independent, you know, or on Labor Day. I want you to get a job or, you know, whatever it is, you use it as an opportunity to on on Valentine's Day. It's saying, I love you so much. I'm going to give you more opportunities to make choices. And so you use the holidays as a plus for you.